Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, you can turn to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you would like to find a written version of the roundup with links to all of the stories I'm about to share. Let's jump into the first piece of the week, Unpacking Sexuality, Racism, and Incarceration. A new study led by Morgan Philbin found that discrimination on the basis of race, sexual orientation, and HIV status all contribute to the disparities that Black sexual minority young men face in terms of being arrested and facing incarceration. Experiencing racism was the strongest of those three in terms of predicting criminal justice involvement, but having experienced sexual orientation and HIV-based discrimination also both made Black young men more likely to be involved in the criminal justice system. So this is a really important study, I think, because we're looking here at the intersection between race, sexual orientation, and even HIV status, and we're seeing that that intersectional discrimination is uh, is having an impact in the lives of these young people, um, making them more likely to be involved in the criminal justice system, which, of course, has lifelong impacts on health, well-being, socioeconomic opportunity, and a lot more. So definitely um, an important study and um, an interesting one to check out. Next up, film coming on racial justice and LGBT leader. Gay City News reported on a new biopic coming to Netflix that will explore the life of Bayard Rustin, who was an ally of Martin Luther King Jr. and also an early leader of the LGBT rights movement. The announcement, which appropriately comes during Black History Month, says that the film will be produced by the Obama family's production company and will feature several LGBT filmmakers working behind the scenes. Definitely something that will be interesting to uh, to check out and to see how this individual really helped to shape uh, the Black civil rights movement and also the LGBT rights movement. In our next story, LGBT troops face health challenges. Researchers led by Ian Holloway found that sexual minority women in the armed forces were more likely to engage in problematic alcohol use and smoking than were their heterosexual peers. Meanwhile, the same study found that sexual minority men were at higher risk for uh, suicide than were their straight counterparts in the armed forces. Transgender service members were more likely than their cisgender peers to experience anxiety, PTSD, depression, and suicidality. So, of course, um, across these three groups, we see that each one faces uh, disparities compared to their non-LGBT peers um, in the armed forces. And it's interesting to note that they each face different disparities. So, um, always important when we talk about the LGBT community that this is, of course, not, um, you know, one group with with all equal uh, individuals with equal challenges and problems. And that, you know, if we broke this down even farther, we would find even more differences between different subgroups, maybe, for example, by race or ethnicity. Um, But this is really interesting to look and see that within the LGBT community who are serving, that there are really distinct challenges when compared to their um, heterosexual or cisgender peers. In our next story, trans healthcare workers celebrate nomination. 
Spectrum News 1 reported on how some trans health workers are responding to the historic nomination of Dr. Rachel Levine to be the Assistant Secretary of Health, which would make her the first Senate-confirmed trans public servant in history. This is a story that we've covered previously here on the podcast, and even before um, Dr. Levine's nomination, we were covering her role in responding to the COVID-19 pandemic in Pennsylvania. Those who were interviewed for the story said that they hope Dr. Levine's role will both help inspire trans youth to enter the health profession and also to help increase acceptance of trans folks who work in healthcare, among others, uh, including their peers, those who they, um, you know, get education from in in med school or or nursing school, etc., and patients, because we know that there are, um, you know, discriminatory elements and and experiences of bias and all of those settings uh, that make it hard for trans people um, to contribute to the health field in the way that they would like to. Our next story finds self-testing for HIV proves popular. Researchers in the UK, led by T. Charles Witzel, found that an HIV self-testing program was popular among transgender individuals. Nearly all who were included in the study said that it was easy to use and that it gave them a good overall experience. Over a two-year period, those who were in the self-testing study um, reported taking three times as many of the, um, the number of HIV tests as those who continued to go into regular in-person testing. The study notes, however, that recruitment and retention of trans women was low compared uh, to that among trans men. Now, this is something that's been coming up a lot lately during the COVID-19 pandemic when self-testing has really taken off um, because it can either be conducted at home or uh, even in a medical setting, it can reduce contact between people. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are finding that they prefer this because uh, it's it's more discreet. There's um, kind of less interaction and perhaps feeling like you may be um, being judged by people. It can offer more convenience and flexibility. So this is a study that, you know, found that this was um, widely uh, acceptable and um, overall seemed like a good choice for people um, who used it over a two-year period and actually increased testing, which of course is a big part of the goal. And last for this week, dial in some love. Days reported on a hotline being offered by a digital provider of LGBT health services that gives messages of hope and inspiration during a time when many in the community feel isolated. LGBT individuals can call 1-888-FOLKSFAM, that's F-O-L-X-FAM, to listen to messages of support from people like activists, authors, and drag performers. It's a great way to kind of take a a quick moment and an old school method to build in some wellness and self-care into your day. Well, that concludes another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. I hope that you've enjoyed listening. If you would like to check out any of the stories that we've shared, remember that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org and find a written version of the Roundup with all of the links that you'll need. I hope that you'll tune in next week to another edition of the Roundup.